This is for Friday, November 10th, 2023. This is another off-season edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well as we continue to shoot Blitzball Battle 4. Up here in Jersey City, New Jersey, no spoilers. All I can tell you is it's awesome. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's amazing. Look at me. I'm smiling. Is your brother Marshall having a good time? The best time. He's he's taking it very, very seriously, which I like because once you get into these games, like mm-hmm. it, it, the competitive juices come out. Totally. Uh, but I want him to have like more fun with it. I want him to smile and like this is like this is a lot of fun. Totally. He's he's locked in. Yeah. Well, he is a former Division One athlete, a That's pitcher right. at Sacramento State. Yep. Don't worry. In a few months, you'll get to see all the magic unveiled. Cannot wait. All right, so uh, the GM meetings actually got cut a little short because they got a virus that's hopping around there, dude. What? Are you saying they're not tough enough? I'm sick of viruses canceling things. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's a lot of that lately. Okay. Let's start talking about some of the action that has happened. None of the new managers have spoken in front of microphones as of the taping of this show, but Ron Washington, the new leader out there in Anaheim, the question is, he got the Rangers to back-to-back World Series. They didn't win them in 2010 and 2011. But how much of a difference can Wash make? I, I think Wash is one of the guys that I, I will say can, can make a, a big difference in an organization because he's not only a leader of men, like a manager, but he's a teacher. Like he can teach them things to make them better. They, they were not a good infield team last year. Right. What does Wash do? He makes good infielders. Great. So, you know, Neto, young kid there. I can't wait to see what Wash does with him. Anthony Rendon, I think, is like this, like... Who, who's that? Yeah, exactly. Do you think... This is my question on this whole thing. We all know about Wash's pregame. Yes. I don't know if he does it as a manager. Did he do that with Texas? I don't remember it. I mean, the first he, time I remember seeing it was out in Oakland. Even if he doesn't do it every day, uh-huh. like somebody on his staff will do it. That, that is going to it's be nice. part of that. So my question to you is, every single player on the Braves would do it. Every single player on the A's would do it. Is Anthony Rendon going to be out there every single day with Wash? Because if he does, that sets the tone. We heard all last year, like there was no buy-in there, no accountability for Rendon. If he goes out there with Wash. That sets a whole new tone for the organization. And I think like that's something that Wash can bring to the table that no other manager can do. Any other manager coming in doesn't have a set drill that makes you better, that's like ingrained in who you are. So I think Wash brings that to the table. Obviously, he's done a, a great job you know, as a manager. You know, He's an excellent guy just to have in your organization. Yes. So I think he's going to make that team better. Is it going to be enough? I don't know. I mean, he's going to be good for the young kids that they have 100%. I'm excited for him because at age 71, he he gets another crack at this. Like, yeah. he's wanted a job for years. And so many people speak highly of him around baseball, including the two of us. Yeah. I think it's awesome he's getting another crack at it. And I certainly hope he gets more than two years, which it sounds like that's that's the contract that he's signing with the team out there. The problem is, this is an organization that's had five managers since 2018. Mm-hmm. It's very possible they're going to lose the best player in baseball. Uh, They've got Mike Trout, who unfortunately is now kind of probably on the downside of his career. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The guy hasn't played a ton of games. I'm not ready to go there yet. No, but I mean, his... I know what you're saying. I'm talking about Mike Trout peak was incredible. Okay. I think he can be an exceptional player still. I just don't know if he can do what earlier Mike Trout did when fully healthy. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. 
I, I still worry about this organization as long as the guy who owns the team owns the team. I mean, I guess. Like, he's been go. I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people. There's a lot of things to be said about Artie Moreno. And it's a lot of stuff off of the baseball field. But he's he's spent money. He's went out and got people. properly. That's not really him all the way, though. Like, that's GM stuff. That's front office stuff. That's scouting stuff. Well, right? maybe he's not hiring the right people there. I guess. If, if it all falls on him, so be it. But I think this is a genius move by them. Because, look, Wash is one of the most universally respected and liked guys in the game. You have him at the forefront. This is, like, very much like Dusty Baker going to the Astros. Like this no, is, it's not. This is not a great That's situation it. the Angels are in. Wait what are you second. talking about? The guys who are in Houston, regardless of... Of the course, way this is exactly the like way that. shit went down. It is not exactly the same. Dude. There's no way you could compare the okay, talent okay, level okay. in Houston, which J- Dusty Baker joined, to the one that Ron Washington. Oh, I'm not. Join. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. You just said it was exactly the same. The situations, the teams are not the same. The rosters are not the same, but the situation is the same. And I don't mean to say the Angels are just like in the si- same situation as a team that blatantly cheated right. the game. I'm not saying that, but like there's not a good aura around the Angels right now. There just isn't. They haven't had a playoff victory since when. They're losing Shohei Otani. They haven't done anything with Trout. Uh, like they might have to trade Trout. Like there's, it's not, it's not like some golden opportunity. But for Wash to come in, I think it just, I think he's gonna do what Dusty did and like steady the ship a little bit. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next thing. Craig Council uh, said of joining the Cubs after nearly a decade in Milwaukee's dugout. Quote. I needed and wanted a new professional challenge. Feel free to help yourself to some water. Now, one former unnamed manager was quoted in a Ken Rosenthal column on The Athletic saying the council taking a job already occupied by David Ross was, quote, wrong and took a shot at the brotherhood by doing that. Is that fair in your opinion? Uh, No, I don't think it's fair. I, I understand what he's saying. Um, you know, guys, if you're a free agent and you go sign with a team and all of a sudden you're the starter, like you're going to get somebody out of their incumbent job. So like the, the players go through this too. I went through this with the A's and Ryan Healy who went to my high school. He was a third baseman. I signed to be the third baseman. I kind of felt bad, but there's it's, it's not like that. If there's a job out there that you can get that you like more, go ahead and get it, especially when you can up these salaries the way he did. I think it's crazy. That's the craziest thing about this, C. Rosie is, and I'm glad he got his money. It's yes. eight a year for five years. Yes, it's forty million. And the Mets went the other way and are spending about a million two per year. I think it's three years, four and a half for Mendoza. Which is, I mean, that's a massive difference. Difference, six there. and a half a year. So it's so funny to me to think like some organizations will regard their manager at this level, and some organizations will regard them as more of a. Like a people, like a like a manager of people, right? Like I think that's I think I think that's what these hires mean. I think one organization values a manager position and the other doesn't necessarily. Okay, do you but think that's true? I mean, I don't want to. I don't mean to. I don't. I don't want to like throw stones at Mendoza or anything like that. I don't. I don't want people to think that. But like that to me is the most interesting part of all these managerial like musical chairs, if you will, is the pay disparity, and the fact that the Cubs think so highly of one guy to go do that. Yeah, but it's the equivalent of passing on a prize-free agent for a young guy in your system that you think has potential. The Mets are going to look at this not like saying, well, this guy is uh, 60% of Craig Council. I think they feel like he might be 
85% of Craig Council and can grow into a Craig Council type manager. Who knows? Who knows exactly how they view it? I do want to get back to the original question, which is, does it feel like Council's a backstabber? I mean, Ken kind of danced around the words here or the person that he quoted, an unnamed source, but that's exactly what this former manager is saying. He, Answer the question. A, I want to know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you you look out for yourself because it's not his fault that the organization wants to upgrade. They look at Craig Council as an upgrade, and it happens all the time in all sorts of businesses. You started with professional athletes. It happens sometimes with broadcasters. Broadcasters get thrown to the side because we feel like we can bring somebody else in that can help our product more. It happens in a lot of walks of life. Um, it's not Craig Council's fault no. that Jed Hoyer picked up the phone and said, hey, man, are you interested? Is it an ideal situation for the brotherhood? No, no it's not. It is not. But, like, you know, things happen. And, by the way, David Ross, he hasn't come out in front of a microphone. He did talk to the Tallahassee Democrat. He lives down uh, in Florida in the offseason, right? Because why wouldn't you? News. That's where I go for my news. Why wouldn't you? And he really wouldn't say much on this situation. He did say that sometimes he gets a little bit angry. But I want to thank the Cubs for everything they allowed. And he said, I'm not going to blame Jed Hoyer. Hoyer came down and talked to him face-to-face. And he said, listen, if Jed Hoyer thinks that I'm not a good enough manager for this team, then so be it. But you damn well better believe that Rossi wants to get back in that yeah, dugout, whether it's out in San Diego, where apparently he's interviewing for that vacancy or somewhere else and go whoop some ass on that north side of Chicago. I mean, look, this is what you got to think about it. It's his first road bump. That's it, dude. Like the guy went from winning a World Series to managing a team. So like he's got like there's going to be some difficulties in your career. This is just one of them. That's yeah, it. It happens. All right, listen, you want to take care of your pooch, there's one great way. I don't care whether they're just a little puppy starting out or they're kind of an aging vet in the canine world. Farmer's dog is the way to get it done. Uh, we made the switch for Sydney several months ago, and it has worked out great. thing I love about it, you fill out a questionnaire early going, tell them what sort of breed your dog is, how much they weigh, how much exercise they get, how old they are, and they send you these amazing freezer packs that is kind of pre-portioned food. And they tell you, use a quarter of this for every day, you'll be just fine. I love it because you open up the, the packages and it says Sydney. It won't say Sydney for your dog unless your dog is named Sydney, but they will take good care of you out there. And so once again, it doesn't matter whether your dog is old or young, it is great, healthy, human food safety standards are taking care of all your nutritional needs as well. And get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash johnboy. Plus, you get free shipping, which is a big deal because this isn't a tiny little box, okay? This ain't not some little Tiffany's thing that's coming at your door. It's a big old square. By the What? You went Tiffany's. I mean, you are bougie. Well... Just saying. Good for you, That's thefarmersdog.com slash johnboy for 50% off. Here's to helping you live a more happy, healthy, and full life together with your favorite doggy. All right, Dave Dombrowski with some words. Uh, Phillies are keeping Bryce Harper at first, which means they are likely moving on from one Reese Hoskins. Is this the right move for the Phils? I think so. I think seeing Bryce there, uh, the improvement he made from the first time he stepped on the field to the last game there uh, was, I guess, I was going to say remarkable, but for a guy like Bryce Harper, it's not. Like, you just kind of expect these things out of him. He's such a good baseball player. And I think, you know, look, they're thinking long-term here. Uh, Bryce is 
you know, anybody is going to age out of playing outfield, at least a very, like a good mm-hmm. defensive outfield. You can play first base for quite some time. It's probably a little easier on your body. I mean, there are some things with getting down and, and, and you're constantly kind of in a ready squat position, but I think first base is easier on the body than outfield. So I think that's a, a factor in it. The fact that he graded out well defensively is a factor in it. And, you know, they have some guys in the outfield that they like, Schwarber at DH. So it, it's just... I think it's good that they let Reese know kind of early on that, hey, we're going to make this move, go out and, and, and do what you need to do. That's the right thing to do as an organization. Do I think it's the do I think it's the right move for their roster? I do. I think it fits well. It's 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 what they need to do to play better defense. And, uh, you know, Reese had a, a really, really good run there. He's a Philly fan favorite, and he'll end up somewhere, uh, you know, with like a bounce-back contract. But I think anybody that gets Reese is going to understand they're getting a solid individual that can put up numbers on the field. All right. Emotionally, it is not an easy move, right? I mean, he's kind of embodied Philadelphia the last several years here. Obviously didn't play because he tore up his knee at the end of spring training, which really sucked. Baseball-wise, it's a pretty simple move um, because it focuses on Bryce Harper, who's now 31 years old. He's got eight years left on that contract. And... They can't DH him. Yeah. They, they, they're just not going to do that anytime soon. The thing that sucks is that right now he's better defensively than two of the guys you could see most every day on the corners, right? And, and significantly better. Um, obviously, it was interesting because there was a report out there that they're interested in dangling Castellanos. He's got three years and $60 million left on his contract. I have a feeling they might have to eat some of that deal if they do end up moving him. But, you know, they've got so many other areas they've got to fill. They've got to work a little bit on that rotation, particularly if Aaron Nola does not come back. And so this is a simple move. It, to me, it was just a no-brainer. I, I want Reese on the Twins. I know they said they're cutting payroll, but there's, like, trades you can make. He's so perfect for Minnesota, dude. I think he's perfect for a lot of places. I think, he, I think, so I think he's actually going to get a nice yeah, one-year th- deal. You think one? I, I think one year, Maybe too. Maybe Because um, I think that's what he'll want. I think he'll want the chance to reestablish himself yeah. in the market. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, one of the bigger storylines we're going to focus on this offseason is that of Juan Soto. He has one year left on his deal. So the big question is, are the Padres going to trade him? Are they not going to trade him? Here's his agent, Scott Boris, at the GM meetings this week. Met with the Padres. They laid out their plan for next year, which obviously included you know, a, a lineup that is definitely includes Juan Soto. He's their one 900 OPS player. And, you know, they're, they're obviously looking for more left-handed bats rather than less. So do you agree with him? Uh, what do you think? Well, first, I, I, I'm one of the people that actually likes Scotty B., and yeah. I, I think I've like just kind of grown to like him. Like, yeah. you know, he puts a little thought into his. I always have pleasant conversations with him when I see him. He's very nice to me every time I see him at the field. Uh, and basically, yes. that's all you have to do is just be nice to me, and then I'll like you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, San Diego's better with Juan Soto, of course. Uh, but I, I just, I, this is such a strange situation for me because I mean, you gave up a lot for him. So you either got to, A, trade him now to try to recoup some of what you got uh, gave away for him, or you got to go all in, try to sign this guy and keep him around. Like, giving that away and having him around for one more year doesn't make sense for me. So do you believe Boris? Do you think he is sticking around? I think he has to say that. I mean, I think the team has told him that. But, like, that doesn't mean they can't change their mind. And neither and Boris can come out tomorrow and say, actually, he's better suited on this team. Okay, but what do you think is going to happen? I think they trade him. I think they trade him, too. I do. Uh, and, and, and less, and less... 
there's more money in this endless money pit, and they go out and extend this guy. That's the only way. You either extend him or you trade him. I don't think he plays there as a lame duck kind of guy. Is that even the right way to use that? Uh, I don't think it's lame duck. You know what I mean, Yeah, I understand people. what you're saying. I understand. Um, yeah, I think, he's a, I think he's a goner. I think he's a goner in part uh, because I look at the free agent list of outfielders, and Cody Bellinger... Far and away, number one on this list, of course, we've talked about this during the season, is that it, are you going to be willing to be the GM that pulls the trigger on a belly deal? He had an amazing year with the Cubs, but the last few before that were really tough. The other names that are out there, Jock Peterson, we know what he is. He's kind of, at this point, feels like a one-year deal guy. Yeah. Uh, fair or unfair. Lourdes Gurriel, Teoscar Hernandez, Michael Brantley's at the end of his career. Jorge Soler, he didn't have his option he didn't want his option picked up so you know but once again he's kind of a one-trick pony right he hits the ball over the fence and and that's pretty much it so outside of Bellinger who can change a lineup if he continues to do what he did this year on the north side Juan Soto's the dude particularly if you feel like I there's no way that Boris lets him sign an extension right if he goes to a team even that's got dough there is a way I mean, it's got to be a big extension. Do you, if you're the team that makes a play for him, do you only make it if you say we can sit down with him and hammer out a financial deal before we make a trade? I don't think you can do that. Like, he's not under contract, so he, he has no, like, opt-out or anything like that or tr no trade clause or anything like that. They can't make that type of deal. So um, I think they could extend him, but they have to offer him a lot of money. Like, whatever that number was out there floating around with the Nationals, like, they got to, like, come close to that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I know Scott, that's not what Scott does. I, I understand the question there. Um, there's, a, there's a team out there, and we got a guy here uh, with the jersey on right now that needs some left-handed hitters. Yankees got Yankees oh, got to be willing yeah, to give the up. They have to be willing to give up some people for this guy because he would fit there perfectly. Okay, well, let's get there. Okay. Let's get there. We both think that Juan Soto is on the move, and if so, that'll make it an even more glorious offseason everyone, for all of us fans. Everyone turn the episode off because I mentioned the Yankees. Uh, New York City, still a buzz over Brian Cashman's presser earlier this week. We have to do this because it was fascinating to see what happened, right? At the meetings, he held court for virtually an hour out there, and he just went, he went after media questions. He pressed them. Uh, he dropped some Dan Rourke four-letter words and all sorts of stuff. It was nuts out there. Let's listen. I'm proud of our people, and I'm, I'm proud of our process. Doesn't mean we're firing all cylinders. Doesn't mean we're the best in class. But I think we're pretty good, personally. People talk about we're analytically driven, right? We have the smallest analytics department in the American League East. Is that a shocker to you guys? We have the largest pro scouting department in all of baseball. Is that a shocker to you, to everybody? Shouldn't be. But no one's doing their deep dives. They're just throwing ammunition and, 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 and bullshit. I don't know what else to tell you. And again, I go back to it doesn't matter what I say, and it doesn't matter what Hal says, it doesn't matter what Boone says, it matters what we do, because at the end of the day, it's all about wins. All right, so the big question here is, was Brian Cashman off the handle, or did you like his eruption? Uh, I liked it. I did. Um, I think that there's probably some reasons that we don't know, like that why he was so irritable. I kind of poked around. Look, I'm surrounded by some of the biggest Yankee fans in the world. Right. Uh, so I poked around. I said, hey, give me, give me your thoughts on it. And the one thing I thought was most interesting was because we, we, we think that something happened to, to irritate him, right? Whether right. it's media, whether it's uh, Mr. Steinbrenner or how, as he calls him. Um, 
I, I've heard from around here that Hal and Judge have gotten really close and there's been some like, you know, inner circle type stuff. And maybe Cash is feeling like he's on the outside of this inner circle now and that would tick me off. Right. And so there's, I think there's things that we don't know about behind a closed doors. And the fact that he came out and like, regardless of what he said or if you agree with what he said, because I know a lot of people don't. They, they don't believe that they are a good enough team right now. They need left-handed bats. Um, they, a lot of things went wrong. He pointed to injuries and all that. Regardless if you believe him or not, I like that emotion. I like him coming at reporters and saying, you know what? You guys are saying stuff that's not true. He came at him for saying that the analytical department was ruining the organization. He says, well, we had the smallest one in the LA East. I don't know if you want to admit that in or today's game. Or it's actually accurate, by the way. I, I don't, don't know, know either. How do, you know. Even, how, do you even, how do you even know that? So, uh, but I like the feistiness. I like that he came out and like try to defend himself because that's a human emotion. And guess what? I, I, I just like that. I don't like people acting like robots and saying things that they know won't get him in trouble. Cash came out and said some stuff and he doesn't give a shit. And I liked it. I thought it was awesome. It was fun to listen to. I mean, how often do you hear an executive? They're always so measured in what they say and how they say it. Like that was an emotional response. So for me, that doesn't give a crap about that team. It was awesome to hear. Like it was, I thought I was caught in the middle of Monday Night Raw or something. It was, it was really fun to watch. As far as breaking down what he's saying, um, I understand him getting defensive. I think that that was more than just one season's worth of frustration. Yeah. I think he has always felt like he's been overlooked a little bit in terms of the success of the franchise. I felt like, yeah, toward the late really? night. Yes, totally. I think if you were to ask that those were players that were that he didn't bring in in the late 90s, they've won one ring really with him as the GM, if you will, and that's 2009. And other than that, Yankees fans will say, we've only won one since 2000. Only won one. And who's that on? That's on Cashman. And that, what? That's part of the job, though, in New York. Do you sign up for the pressure? That Pressure's a privilege. You. That's like the slogan of your ace that you sign like this I don't want to hear any of that well but at some point if you continue to hear it year after year and I'm not saying that it's not you know that it, it shouldn't be coming his direction but after hearing it for a bunch of years at some point you might snap like I, what I'm saying okay. is I'm not surprised I'm surprised this didn't come a little earlier in his tenure it was pretty snappy, it I, was I, snappy. I, I liked it I did I, I, I said that again I don't whether you agree or not, like yeah. it's, it's cool to see those types of guys speak like that. Yeah. It's because it, it sounds like a human. Right. A human being. <laughs> yeah. And so many of these guys that are in executive roles don't sound like human beings. Certainly not to those of us that didn't go to Ivy League schools and have no idea how to compute sentences like that. I could have. I could have. Um, really? Yeah. I want to hear what? more. Oh, what? What about it? You could have. Who was offering you scholarships? Uh, Columbia. Really? Yeah. Okay. I definitely got letters from Columbia, Princeton. Very nice. nice. I didn't want anything to do with that. All right. You didn't want that. I don't believe in that. You could have been the next Chris Young. I was Will Venable. Stanford, the Ivy League of the West. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that is a good school. That is a good school. All right. Uh, so we got the rest of the weekend off. We are back at it again next week. Once again, we don't have set days quite yet for baseball today in the off season. So it's going to kind of depend on when the news happens and all that sort of stuff. This week, obviously, a wacky week. We taped this on Thursday night, so we're praying that the Padres don't name a manager before this show airs. But if it does happen, we'll have plenty of time to chew on it next week. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, who could have gone to Columbia, Princeton, 
or the Harvard of the West in Stanford. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week here on Baseball Today.